three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. This is Nuclear Knowledge. Production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly show of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and helping you to think deterrence. The views of the host are his own. I'm your host, Jim Petrosky. Today is a continuation of of our Nuclear Deterrence Workforce theme. If you haven't been listening, you should go to our site at thinkdeterrence.com and listen to episodes 25 through 28, where we lay out the deterrence workforce needs and then have some great examples of deterrence workforce career paths from some of our fantastic NIDS contributing members. I hope it helps our listeners who are interested in becoming active in this area. Today, I focus on one of my favorite subjects, me, 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 me. Aside from this being my favorite subject to discuss, there were some initial steps along the way that were important to me choosing this career path. So perhaps I'll label this podcast, My Humble Beginnings. Like many others, my eventual path was far from how I started. Therefore, I hope to inform and inspire our listeners to be open-minded to considering a technical career supporting activities related to our national security, as it is an important, uh, may I say essential, well, in fact, desperately needed expertise as we move forward to meet the many technical challenges for our future national security. As I did in episode 26 of this show, I challenge you to seek opportunities that will lead to a technical path as you will be rewarded with a feeling of satisfaction that your efforts and skills are needed, that you can work among some of the greatest minds in the world and you are making a difference. So my first lesson here is that you are needed. If you have an interest, there's likely a career path for you. One thing is for certain, there's no certain route to becoming part of the deterrence technical machine. However, some essential elements are a desire to strengthen our nation, a passion for your focus area, and something experience has taught me, an ability to pull together various disciplines and ideas, work as a team, and provide information to that team as deterrence comes from many interactive areas of study. So, Here's my story about how I built a science-based career and how I became the awesome technical leader that I am. See episode 13 for context to this quip. It definitely was not how I started. I grew up in a small farming town in central Pennsylvania. One would say I was more outdoorsy and that academics were really not my strong suit. My educational goal was to take the minimum number of courses in school and obtain the minimum GPA to meet graduation. Come to think of it, this was my first real academic success. Our school science program had more to do with the chemistry of decaying manure and estimating how many corn cobs it would take to fill a bushel. So I'd also say 
I would not consider myself a sciencey person either, at least at the start. I say all this to set the stage for where I started and to counter what I often find in many young people who avoid science and technology courses when they have an interest, but they feel this is not their strength. To make matters worse, my guidance counselor said that I had no aptitude for math and science. Come to think of it, he said the same of English, history, writing, woodshop, and physical fitness. Actually, his assessment was much worse. So how did I ever get into science and technology? Well, in a twist of events, which included a religious experience, which led me to accompanying a new friend to visit a National Guard recruiter. My friend wanted to join the military, and I gave him a ride. While there, I decided to join the National Guard. Why? The recruiter asked about my interest and suggested that I pursue becoming a survey officer for the field artillery. He encouraged me to seek a college degree and join ROTC. He said, if I was interested in math, which I told him I was, then I should just do it. He said the Army National Guard could help me with college and he'd walk me through the process. This was actually the first positive academic response I had received. Also, I think he was down on his quarterly quota. My second lesson is to follow your interests and passions. Your passion will eventually overcome any lack of preparation, so don't be scared. Also, encourage others instead of building roadblocks. If you've ever been in any one of my live courses or classes, I always tell people, and I'm honest in saying this, that they know more science and physics than they give themselves credit for. And I've often confirmed this as an instructor and a professor. This is especially true of the sciences. So give yourself credit and go for it. As to my undergraduate college, I'll admit it was difficult. I started as a math major, but quickly decided that the applications of physics and engineering were more interesting to me, and I switched majors to engineering physics. My new advisor gave me great advice, which I have given to every undergraduate student I have talked to. Take all the hard courses. They will set you up for the real work. And this made it especially difficult for me, but it built a superb foundation for what would follow in my graduate school later in life and also in my career. I also took a full physics and calculus sequence early on, and by doing that, I had the right preparation to pursue any science discipline. So it opened the door to the many different disciplines needed in deterrent studies, especially the science ones. And this also paid off when I started my graduate degree engineering physics program with an emphasis in radiation-hardened electronics. As a multidiscipline area, this is very important to our national deterrent, and very few people can do this, as I emphasized in episode 25. So in the interest of time, I'll stop my musing about my beginnings and provide a few recollections of this incredible deterrence community and more generally, the science side of the nuclear enterprise. This area of science has a talented field of experts working together to solve some of the most challenging problems on Earth. Imagine recreating the environment produced by a nuclear weapon detonation without ever detonating one. Assessing 
how a sensitive piece of electronic architecture or mechanical system will function in an environment more hazardous than the sun. Using minute particles found in the atmosphere that might indicate that somebody has been testing nuclear weapons or determining how personnel could survive a nuclear bomb when they are very close to ground zero. I've actually had the opportunity to study and develop solutions for all of these areas because of the great preparation I had and the interest I had. And you may note that none of my academic preparation was directly related to nuclear weapons, but all the physics, science, and engineering behind it prepared me to apply it in ways that were important. It's rewarding knowing that my work is valued and I'm helping preserve peace by ensuring our national assets can and will function when needed. If you want to know more about my career or those of our NIDS team, check out our biographies at thinkdeterrence.com. They will help you to find your own pathway to a deterrence career and help our nation. Thank you for listening to today's Nuclear Knowledge Show. I hope you learned something new and valuable about deterrence. Nuclear Knowledge is a production of NIDS, a 501c3 organization dependent upon donations to provide this podcast. Every donation helps keep this and many other deterrence-related activities happening and helps to bring about awareness of the peacekeeping value of U.S. strength and our national deterrent. This podcast is produced weekly and each episode is released on Monday. If you enjoyed this show, check out our other, our other podcast, The Nuclear View. You can catch it and all of our podcasts at thinkdeterrence.com. I thank our producer, Kimberly Charrington, our sponsors, and all the fantastic members of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned next week for another exciting and informative nuclear knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.